Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I got money in the bank, bitches always on my fucking dick. Oh yeah, I got money in the bank. Ooh, ooh, baby, suck it on that booty hole. Oh, man. So how was your Thanksgiving? You know what? It was actually very good. Um, well, my, I've never really had a problem with Thanksgiving. But, uh, <laughs> Not personally, actually, like a personal yeah. issue with Thanksgiving. Fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, um, it's corporate-owned. I, I hate this shit. I heard one. That's like the one holiday that's not corporate Like Corporations could give a fuck about Thanksgiving. And the week before Thanksgiving, they talk about Christmas because they want you to buy shit. Yeah. No, the only people talk about Thanksgiving are grocery stores. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. it. They have the big Thanksgiving display in the middle of like the you know the pantry aisle or whatever. <laughs> exactly. So this year was the first year that um, my wife, the first year in our marriage, my wife didn't cook. Uh, my my buddy just bought. He's been a good friend of mine since um, high school, and he had just recently bought a new house uh, in a town in a city called Maricopa out here, which is a it's kind of a new Perfect. development. Yeah, it's a new development place, and shit's super cheap. Like, he has a two-story house. The second mm-hmm. story is a, is almost like a rec room with, like, a like a half a kitchen. Like, oh, you can put a mini fridge and shit, and there's a sink. And then that has a little storage space off of it, and then it has a full two-car garage. And then it has three bedrooms downstairs and two bathrooms and uh, a fucking jacuzzi tub and <laughs> all that. And he pays and a 12. helipad and <laughs> yeah, and he pays on a pool. Oh, and a built-in fire pit. Um, he pays twelve hundred dollars a month. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. So we're we're looking into it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he he moved in with a girl a girlfriend that he had and she had a kid, but that kind of fell out. Um, so he has this huge his, house. His he has kid? This huge, no, it wasn't his kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has this huge house and it, to himself. He just lives in this fucking... He's like Batman. Primo... Yeah, I know. It's like... He's fucking, fucking Batman. Oh, he's Batman, Tony Stark, you know. Dude, I gotta text that motherfucker and I'm gonna tell him he's Batman. He's gonna fucking <laughs> jerk off. So, he's like... He invited... He said, hey, why don't you come come through the Thanksgiving? I'm like, are you sure with all these kids? He's like, yeah, let's do it, man. I don't want to have uh, Thanksgiving, like... I don't want to leave my house. I don't have a little fight. So he cooked the whole bit, and he—he—I've never seen him cook, ever. <laughs> Microwave a pizza. This motherfucker cooked one of the bombest Thanksgiving meals I ever had in my fucking life, dude. Oh, nice. From scratch, this motherfucker cooked it. Like he was on top. He had that shit. Had video games set up for the kids, cause, cause obviously 
my homie's a fucking baller. So he has like a big ass TV and sound right. system and all that shit. And uh, we we put some wood in the fire pit and it was dope, dude. Like it was just real chill, laid back. Kids playing Dead Rising. <laughs> they were playing um, what the fuck? He's he's a strict PlayStation. He, uh. he does not do Xbox <laughs> at all. Um, so they were playing uh. I think one of the Fallout games. I didn't care. I was it's a holiday. Enjoy yourself. Um, but bush it up. I don't care. Yeah, fuck it. It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Kill things. Um, but uh, yeah, the, yeah, we just had a real good time. It was just kind of far away. It took like forty five minutes to get there. But Yolo, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Uh, Thanksgiving was pretty good. It was as usual. Me and my bro and. Uh, he cooked the whole bed. Fucking turkey came out like fucking. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, over eight as usual. Fortunately, I didn't have to work like midnight or anything like that, so I actually got to enjoy the day, and then uh, sleep in a little bit um, the next day. But yeah, you know, kick back. Uh, we uh, fuck were we watching? We went and put on a. Um, oh yeah, we were watching. Um, what the fuck did we put on? Put on some. Uh, like, damn it, I can't remember what the hell we put on. We, oh, we're watching like planes, trains, and automobiles mm. and uh, shit like you that. Didn't watch, you, know. you didn't watch any football? Nah. I, I thought you were, I thought you were into that shit. I'm into football, but I don't know. Thanksgiving Day just doesn't sound like eh. I don't really feel like football on Thanksgiving. <laughs> my boy put my boy put football on for a cool twenty minutes. <laughs> and my, my wife was like, Do we do we have to watch football? And it's funny because my my friend's name is, is Adam, just like me. Mm-hmm. And uh He's like, do we have to watch football, Adam? And, and he, he goes, he goes, hey, man, back me up. I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> I don't like football. So, um, I yeah. Like football, I like football, but my team wasn't playing anyway. And aside from the fact that it was like, I don't know, even if they were, I don't I don't know. For some reason, I just don't like watching football on Thanksgiving. That's fine. I mean, and then, oh, I, I did get in trouble because uh, Lorena goes, go, um, my wife, Lorena, goes, uh, Go get the kids because they were playing in his uh, in his bedroom, so they weren't mm-hmm. disturbing anybody and stuff. And go get the kids and tell them to get off that game because we need to help clean up. I was like, okay. So um, I go in there and, and my wife's I guess my wife was like, where's Adam? He's been gone for a while. She finds me in there and going, flank him, flank. Him. <laughs> we're all playing, we're all playing the games and shit. And she's like, Adam, oh shit. <laughs> like I told you, kids, get off that game like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> they are off of it because I'm playing. <laughs> oh man. It was just you and your brother then? Yeah, it was just me and my bro. My uh, girl came by later on. Uh, later on in the evening, but she was she was spending it with some uh, close family friends, and I was just like, you know, I, I got invited, but I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling comfortable with all of them, so it's like I'll just chill at home. And plus, I was fucking exhausted from this week of work leading up to you know Black Friday. I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna sit on the couch. I ate, sat out on the couch, and then like crashed the fuck out straight up. Yeah, yeah I was lucky too because I didn't have to work. Thursday, and I actually went in at 8.30 in the morning on Friday, so I got to actually just enjoy the fucking day, yeah. you know, and, and not had to be like, oh, we have to go because I have to go to bed because I have to be there at fucking midnight. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had quite a few employees volunteer to work the, the early, early-ass shift, and I was like, oh, sweet, so I rolled in about 8, 8 in the morning, but, uh... Like a beast. Yeah, so, that was cool, though. Oh, so you finally got to see Day of the Doctor, but you saw it in a movie theater. How was it in the theater? It was fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Um, the 3D, and this has nothing to do with the Doctor Who episode, but 3D always makes me kind of sick. Yeah. Like, after, like, 20 minutes of it, I'm kind of like, oh, fuck. But um, I took the glasses off periodically. Like, I took it off sometimes and then put them back on. But the the thing still looked cool. You know, it's not like the old red and blues. Yeah. Um, it still looked cool without it, you know. So I thought it was an awesome episode. It filled in a lot of storyline gaps, created some new ones. Um, <laughs> typical. Yeah, and uh, But, yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was so awesome seeing it in a the theater, too. Yeah. That know, because a... it just made it more important, you yeah. know. Yeah, because now it's an event kind of thing. And, yeah. I mean, um, spoilers, if you haven't seen it by now and you call yourself a Doctor Who fan, you should be ashamed of yourself. I've seen it like eight times, at minimum, like eight I've times it. since. I've like... seen it twice. <laughs> uh, it's it, what was funny about this, and I was talking to my brother about it, is that 
during that whole bit, it reminded me just how much I loved Tenet. Like seeing him in there, I was like, it just kind of like I, I, I like Matt Smith and Matt Smith is great. I like him a lot, but it made me realize uh, just how much I miss Tenet. I like seen him and just seeing him doing something new and just kind of making all the little mistakes that he was making, you know, and but the chemistry between him and Matt Smith was fucking hilarious, you know, where he's like, you know, where they call him with the sand shoes. Yeah, and, that's uh, funny. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about at first. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about sand shoes? And then I was like, oh, wait, that's what that must be just what they call Chucks. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> and uh, and then the whole, um, you know, it's like, you know, with the, uh, it's like uh, with the alien that he was supposed to be kissing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, also, I fucking loved when they started bringing all the doctors in. And then yeah, that was yeah. dope. And then when you saw the fucking new one, dude. Yeah, you saw the eyes of the new one. I was like, I remember I was sitting there watching it, and because uh, um, I saw the 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 original Aaron, which was commercial free, and I remember watching that and then seeing no all thirteen, and then you see his eyes. I was like, what? I was like, oh shit. Oh, that was that was pretty dope, dude. That was it was cool. That little sleight of hand there, like oh fuck. And I liked how they did Rose, where they made um, Rose the conscience. Yeah. So she was a little different. I was a little bummed that you didn't see much of her and Tenet together, but they did enough where they were positioned together that that made it that made it cool for me. But uh, John Hurt, he, dude. John yeah, Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt killed it, dude. Yeah, I mean, he was just so good. There were so many people I saw on Twitter that said, that, "Yeah, he's now my doctor." <laughs> he was pretty bad. You know why he was badass? Because he was he was he almost brought normalcy. Mm. to it because he was just like a he he wasn't acting like a crazy person yeah. like the other two do like he was just acting like um just a normal cat yeah. you know that just but, had to do something heavy which was cool because you know he even addressed it too it's like why are you guys afraid of being an adult you yeah. know and and it did touch on a lot of that and i thought that was i thought that was uh really really cool where they where they touched on that and then made it to like um just to, to to see like the kind of like uh you know it's a wonderful life kind of thing like this is what will become of you if you do this yeah it was pretty uh, cool dude yeah and I, I thought that um like at the end when he they were like you know we have to we have to still destroy the planet because you know look at look at how many people the doctors helped and he became this person blah 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 and then they found a way around it, and I was like, "Yeah, buddy." <laughs> I was like, "That was dope, dude." Yeah, because it's such a, it is such a, like you, he always has a fixed point in time. You have to do it. Like you have to contain that, otherwise it's going to completely change everything. But see, technically, he did still yeah. contain it. He, they just did it in a different way. Yeah, they just did it to where they go. It looks like they blew each other up. And it's like, yeah. So, and then that shot at the end, even though it was like all CG, it was still kind of cool where he steps out with all the other doctors i thought yeah. that was cool but uh yeah if you haven't seen day of the doctor it actually comes out next week on the 10th um on dvd and blu-ray so you know who's getting that shit i'll tell you that dude i want that that fucking series one through seven gift set dude oh my god and then the screwdrivers the universal remote like, yeah yeah but it's oh. like it's like 300 bucks yeah i think they had it for like two something like last week or something like that but it yeah, was like now empty. now, yeah, it's, now it's like 300 bucks yeah <laughs> I, li- I did like uh when he pulled out the screwdriver and he goes compensating for something <laughs> yeah it's like it's like what do you mean it's like oh, regeneration it's a crap shoot <laughs> i was like oh shit mm-hmm. <laughs> uh speaking of uh amazon yeah i got some uh I got some pretty good deals on on them uh, uh two days ago um battlefield 4 for 25 bucks so um yeah buddy yeah oh man i really i was so inclined this this actually has nothing to do with amazon but gamestop had a um psp for um what was it 179 oh the ps the vita the, the vita sorry the vita yeah. for 179 i was, I was like say that that's not a good deal at <laughs> yeah all. i was like uh, no the vita and i was like uh but then i was calculating my head going god i don't have very much time till christmas yeah i'll wait <laughs> and um and uh adobe premiere photoshop um that shit normally goes for like a 100 bucks 
download only, you know, and uh, but uh, Amazon actually gave you the option of the download or the disc for 50 bucks. Um, That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I ended up getting that one, too. And uh, got that delivered on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. Like, yeah. I had they were talking about that at work. I was like, yeah, it's pretty dope Sunday delivery, and they were like, this is gonna change everything. But I'm like, oh, it's not that important. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it, it it's is cool, you yeah, know, but it it is important because of the fact that yeah, sometimes having it delivered during the week, you're not home. You know, you may get it, and and I think too, it'll actually help Amazon because if you wanted to, like, oh shit, I need it for early in the week, and Monday's kind of cutting it close if they deliver it on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, but like for me, um, when I ordered, um, a Photoshop, I actually ordered it Friday night, and I got the Saturday email saying that it'll it should arrive on Monday, and then I go, oh wait, maybe it'll arrive sa- Sunday took like a day and i did free shipping too i still get in like one to two days and uh and free shipping so it's like fuck yeah why am i gonna pay for that expedited bullshit yeah fuck yeah (laughs) but uh yeah and of course today's cyber monday um i picked up a couple of gifts picked up uh nah i better no he's not gonna listen to the podcast so i think i'll be all right um i picked up a gift for my uh my bro who doesn't have um uh, his Blu-ray player doesn't have like Netflix or anything on it, and uh, so I got him a Roku set for oh, forty nice. bucks. For forty bucks, and uh, give him Hulu Plus and uh, Amazon and uh, Netflix on it, so then he can just connect that to his TV and watch it in his room. So, so I thought that was kind of cool. I'm about to get that Chromecast, dude. I thought about the Chromecast, but I'm like, I don't have an <laughs> oh, like on my main TV in the living room, I don't have an extra <laughs> um, uh, HDMI port. It's like nah. all the systems are taken about that. If I use Chromecast, it'd be just on my TV in my room. But then I'm like, well, fuck it, I got all my apps on this one. <laughs> There's no point in it. But I do, I want one. I think just to want one. I think yeah, just to have one. Just like, to oh have yeah, one. I got that Chromecast. I don't use it, but I got it. Yeah, I got. And in case of an emergency. I got it. <laughs> the cool thing with the Chromecast, you could take it with you. Like if you went to like a hotel room or something. I thought about that too. I thought about that. Oh, if I go to a hotel room, you could just like stream it on that shit. You know you ass can't afford a hotel with an HDMI port though. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be too broke for that. You get the old school CRT TV. <laughs> the, little, the little monitor television, the little 15-inch black and white. This, this will work. This will work. <laughs> it's got the rabbit ears. <laughs> this will work. Uh... So Xbox Ones, huh? Oh, yeah. So we were supposed to sell all of our Xbox Ones at the store yesterday. And somebody was a fucking jackass and, like, put the boxes in the wrong place. And I thought this was funny because we have, obviously, a computer system that tells us how much inventory we have. Mm-hmm. But no one bothered to it. check it. Yeah. Yeah, they just went, oh, we're out. I have that same you know, problem at work. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so... I come in today, and everyone's, like, freaking out. And I'm like, what's the, what's up? We found those Xbox Ones. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, I put them up there. Because I did. Like, um, the day before Thanksgiving, there was boxes of the day one edition Xbox One. And oh, wow. they go, we need to put these up here. And I'm like, are you sure you want to put them up here? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, YOLO, motherfucker. If that's what you <laughs> want. So, obviously, I put them up there. And then... No one remembered they were there. The only, basically, the only human being who knew they were there were me, <laughs> and no one asked me. So I was like, whatever. So Yolo. <laughs> yeah. So we had five. Uh, four got sold to employees, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Jeez. No, it was pretty cool though. I mean, it's funny because a lot of them are getting returned. Oh yeah. For what reason? Um, well, a lot of them just stupid stuff like, oh, it doesn't play movies off of the, uh, off of an external drive. Okay. Well, all you had to do was read and you would have <laughs> known that wouldn't have happened. Right. Um, and then that seems some, stupid to return that for just that. And they're like, well, and then they'll come out with a new edition that does it. I'm like, no, they'll come with a software update that does it. Yeah. Settle yourself down. <laughs> um, 
And then, like, uh, I don't know. Some of them broke. They're not working. Hmm. There was more more Xbox Ones returned for not working than there were PS4s returned. There was, like, one PS4 returned. This is one store, by the way, so it's not, yeah. you know, we're not being official about we're gonna it. Sample, we're going to sample that and say, like, 50% more. <laughs> yeah. Official news. <laughs> you hear it first. <laughs> oh, man. And then, uh, what do you got? Bitches bitchin'? Oh, yeah, I forgot I had added that. Um, <laughs> no, so my, okay. I Let's let's do a little background. My job, I used to work Walmart, at Walmart. And I've done two Black Fridays at Walmart. So, at Walmart, when it was Black Friday, this is back then. Um, you worked a 12-hour shift. No split, just 12 hours. You were lucky if you got a lunch, let alone a break. Um, and they gave you nothing. Like, they didn't buy any food for you or drinks. And they wouldn't let me buy drinks while I was working because I should be busy. Wow. Yeah, so it was like being a slave. <laughs> the place I work now, Friday, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there were three food drops a day. And we're talking, there was plenty of snack food, but then they were talking like uh, Friday, on Black Friday, we each got um, this like, it was from a catering company. I can't remember the company, but it was a box and you opened the box and there was like a full, like bomb ass sandwich. You could get turkey or ham. And it was like honey smoked ham and honey smoked turkey, like big, big fucking pieces on nice, like rye bread. And then they came with a pickle and some chips and mac and cheese and shit. And then, um, we had like, they, they took one of the refrigerators from the sales floor Mm-hmm. And they they plugged it in, so we, now we have two fridges. We had two fridges in the break room, and that fridge was full of soda, water bottles, energy drinks, like whatever the fuck you wanted. Like it was awesome, you know. So then they got pizza a lot, and um, they got Chick Fil A, and just all types of shit. Damn. Still, people complaining. Of course they did. We're talking. They sent letters to or letters. What the fuck? Emails to a district. Talking about, um, you know, not everybody likes this food and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you get free fucking food and you're bitching. Yeah. I I was embarrassed. I'm like, I'm not even embarrassed to be in the same room with you fucking cats. Because they they were all complaining about it while I was in the break room. I eat my sandwich. I'm like, hey, I didn't pay nothing for this sandwich. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. It's amazing what saving money will make that shit taste like. That's right. I know. It... (laughs) It's amazing on how ungrateful people are. I know. Like, you look at it and you're just like, well, not everybody likes this stuff. Yeah, well, a lot of people do, and you're fucking it up for everyone else. Just when you think, well, I'm going to get them to get better. No, they're just not going to do it next year. And they say, well, since a lot of people didn't like it last year, we just won't do it. And then we're, then everybody's going to look at you, and you're going to be the asshole. You are the asshole. Mm. You are the weakest link. <laughs> and you will die. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess uh, it's time we'd uh, jump into some news. Let's do it. All right, well, in movie news, uh, this is one of those stories that I hoped was a hoax, but unfortunately it wasn't. On Saturday afternoon, actor Paul Walker was killed in a car crash that claimed not only his life, but the life of the driver of Walker's vehicle, who was later identified as Roger Rodas, a well-respected financial advisor and CEO of Walker's company, Always Evolving. He was riding passenger during a charity event for his Reach Out Worldwide organization at the time of his death. Paul Walker's official Twitter and Facebook page confirmed the news that many people were hoping wasn't true. Quote, it is with heavy um, – it is tr- it is with a truly heavy heart that we must confirm that Paul Walker passed away today in a tragic car accident while attending a charity event for his organization, Reach Out Worldwide. He was a passenger in a friend's car in which both lives were uh, both lost their lives. We appreciate your patience, and we too are stunned and saddened beyond belief by this news. Thank you for keeping his family and friends in your heart in your prayers. During this very difficult time, we will do our best to keep you appraised on where uh, to send condolences. Hashtag Team PW. Uh, the crash occurred in Valencia around 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. He was in the middle of production of the seventh Fast and Furious film, which was slated to be released next year. While Universal obviously hadn't made any decisions at the time of this writing about the film, they did release a statement. All of us at Universal are truly heartbroken. Paul was tr- 
truly one of the most beloved and respected members of our studio family for 14 years, and this loss is devastating to us, to everyone involved with the Fast and Furious films, and to the countless fans we send our deepest and most sincere condolences to um, Paul's family. At the age of 40, Paul um, Walker had already a large body of work um, to his name. Starting in roles with Highway to Heaven and Young and the Restless, he achieved fame in the mid-90s with movies like Varsity Blues and She's All That. Prior to starting the Fast and Furious 7, he recently wrapped uh, Brick's Mansion, which was a remake of a French action film, District B-13, and is scheduled to be released by um, uh, Relativity uh, next November. Relativity President Tucker Tooley had this to say, We are shocked and deeply saddened to learn of the sudden death of Paul Walker. Paul was an incredibly talented artist devoted philanthropist and friend. Our hearts go out to his family, and our thoughts and prayers are with them. On a personal note, I actually like the guy. He was never too much for anyone to take, and sometimes his role seemed a bit out of place um, in some of his movies. But all in all, I never disliked the guy. I liked a good portion of his films, and I'm sad to see a guy that never caused any real trouble leave us so early. As for what will happen with the latest installment of the um, property, popular franchise remains to be seen. As for the currently um, the currently in production Fast 7, it seems that Universal doesn't have plans to scrap the film given Walker's death. According to THR, insiders say that a large portion of the film had already been shot in Atlanta and would have continued through, um, through January where they would travel um, to Abu Dhabi for additional scenes. They were on an extended break for the Thanksgiving holiday and were slated to return to work on Sunday. But early Sunday, Universal executives and production crew met to discuss the fate of the film. And it seems the film will not make it to theaters for their originally intended July 11th release, but they don't plan to scrap the film, just delay it. The decision now comes down to what will happen to the character and what effect it will have on the film, not to mention the future of the franchise. Um, You know, Adam and I were talking about this earlier, and, you know, like, People are saddened on it, um, saddened by it, and I think part of the thing too is why people are saddened by it is guy was in a lot of movies a lot of the time, and you know he played some dark character, played some moody characters, and you know played some light ones. But the thing for me is the fact that he never ever like acted like a dick. Yeah. Like you never saw him, you know, trash hotel rooms. He's never been in rehab like eighty different times, you know, and. Everybody said he does all these charity events, so it's just kind of one of those things where you're just like, it's it sucks, and like if you've seen pictures of the car, like the car that uh, you know that got wrecked, you're just like, what the fuck, dude? It's like just like a mangled mess, and like Adam had said earlier, it's like what you see in movies, not what you see in like real life, yeah. you know, and. uh to me, it's just like it's the it's the worst thing to go. And because Paul Walker is one of those guys that always kind of kept under the radar a lot of times, like you see him in movies, but you wouldn't really hear about him doing anything else. It was just kind of like a what? No, like not him. Like yeah, that kind of, we thought yeah. it was a hoax at first. Oh yeah, I totally thought it was a hoax. Like I'm like, because it was like TMZ. I'm like, okay, no. I'll wait for legitimate news story in the organization. Of course, then, then I had people at my work going, well, TMZ reported it. So I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> why, hasn't C- why hasn't CNN latched onto that then? Because yeah. TMZ is just so fucking reliable. Yeah, and then but, I saw, uh, then I saw D- um, Deadline Hollywood and um, Collider pick it up, and I'm like, oh, shit. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, then yeah. shit gets real. Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's there really isn't much to say after that, but I don't know. He'll be missed. He's a good dude. It's nice to have a freaking famous dude who isn't trash and shit all the time and being dumb. Yeah, famous for being dumb, like <laughs> like most famous people know. <laughs> all right, so something that isn't dumb. Uh, the day of the doctor was an amazing episode for any Who fan, and those that got to see it in the theater were a lucky bunch. There were not only twists and turns in the plot of the show, but major additions to the overall canon of the Who universe with the addition of John Hurt's War Doctor to line up. A lot of people are saying, why call him the War Doctor? He's a doctor. It's like, who gives a shit? He was actually the warrior. Yeah. It's a whole basis. Like, pay attention. Yeah. What what was it? The, the, The doctor who... There was the War Doctor and then the one who grieves and the one who forgot. Yeah. 
Something like that. Yeah. Maybe that's probably exact wording, but whatever. Um, show boss Stephen Moffat has even more up his sleeve for the Christmas special, however. Okay, we're going to do some math, kids. <laughs> With John Hurt... Nobody there... said it was a test. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention! With John Hurt, there are currently 12 Doctors in canon, making Matt Smith the 13th Doctor, not the 11th as previously thought. Keep in mind, during the episode Journey's End, David Tennant's Doctor used an additional regeneration, making uh, that a total of 13. Oh! Oh, uh, yeah. In Doctor Who lore, the Doctor can only regenerate 12 times, making Matt Smith's final days that much more darker knowing he shouldn't change into anyone new. According to The Mirror, in the upcoming Christmas special, Smith will say, quote, I'm dying and there's nothing I can do about it, end quote. Of course, it all begs the question, what about Peter Capaldi? Capaldi is already confirmed to be the next Doctor, making him the 14th in line. In the line. So technically, okay, so I'm saying 14th. He's technically the 13th Doctor. Right. But... You add the warrior it's doctor. It's Yeah. It's, well, when you add the warrior doctor, he's the he's the 13th doctor. If you don't add the war doctor, then he's the 12th. 12th. So the the problem is is that extra regeneration that was used. Yeah. So but it kind of gets weird. Yeah, but technically with uh, with uh, Tenet's extra doctor in Journey's End, it was actually a hand that was left over from the original one. So maybe it's like a half. <laughs> like a yeah, regeneration and see, half. See, that can that can be explained away, yeah. but that, that that's doesn't matter because still, when you add the War Doctor, Matt's yeah. the twelfth Doctor, right. and it's only supposed to be twelve. So I mean, they're already on borrowed time. That's the only reason I threw in that thirteenth thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, seeing as according to, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. Capaldi is already confirmed to be the next Doctor, making him the 14th in line. Seeing as, according to canon, this is impossible, it keeps a lot of people guessing as to what exactly is going to happen. Quote, <laughs> the, 12 regeneration, the 12 regenerations limit is a central part of Do- Doctor Who mythology, Moffat told the Mirror. Science fiction is all about rules. You can't just casually break them. So if the Doctor can never change again... What's Peter Capaldi doing in the Christmas special? The great thing about this is end quote. Sorry, this is the great thing about Doctor Who is they never break certain rules, but Moffat sure finds clever ways around them. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I'm more excited for this explanation than I was for Day of the Doctor, and can't wait to see it all unfold. Keep your channels tuned to BBC on Christmas Day. That hey, always B- makes since they do Doctor Who on Christmas Day, it actually makes me like, oh, Christmas. <laughs> You know what's good is I know I'm going to have the fucking day off. Yeah, I know. Um, the thing, the thing that I'm, I, I almost, I said this to to my to my man Brian at work, huge Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. and uh, we talk about it all the time. Everybody's always rolling their eyes. Don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I told him like, honestly, I think that I'm way more excited for the Christmas special because to me, that's a bigger event. Not like a bigger event in the sense that Day of the Doctor wasn't important but the day of the doctor is almost it's kind of weird to say this when we're talking about time travel but it, it was like something that already happened and now now the christmas special is like a big event that's about to happen and i have yeah. no fucking clue what's gonna happen like i have no idea how capaldi's gonna fit i can theorize and shit but moffat he's on that next level like you oh, can yeah. you can you can be like oh yeah he'll probably do this and he'll do a completely different thing and you'll be like what yeah. the fuck I know most so, pe- most people that say like, oh yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Fuck you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, motherfucker. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I kind of figured when, um, because like uh, when they first said with um, when they talked about him, and I was like, well, the time war happened before Eccleston's Doctor, or around the time of Eccleston's Doctor. So I thought I go, if there was another Doctor, that's the timeline. That's the, the break between. The 96 movie where that guy played the Doctor once and Eccleston, I go, that's where I think it would happen. And and sure enough, that's where it was. I mean, I got that point right, but I think a lot of people did. And that's the only real place that you could actually fit him in. But uh, it was how that happened that I wasn't quite sure about. So I, I did like that. So they kind of actually went ahead and said, yeah, we took care of that gap in between, too, that the 12, you know, that 13 year gap in between. So you're all good. You know? <laughs> here's my here's my question though, and and this is this is mainly due to my lack of knowledge for classic um, Who. Um, where when did he steal the TARDIS 
in reference to the Time Wars. Like did, he must have stole. He, he, he stole it. It was it. He stole it before the first episode, the first ever episode. Because when they when they appeared, um, in the first 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 episode in sixty three, um, they had already they had already stolen the TARDIS. So okay. it, it was um, in reference to that they had stolen. He was, um, I think he said. I think he said in the first episode that he was um, he was separated from his people, or something like that. And he had already been one of those that broke the rules and stuff like that. But he had stole the TARDIS before the first episode. So okay. going into so, the first episode, it was already stolen, and it was so hit. at that time. There was no the the planet was there. There was no problems. He just right. jacked the fucking TARDIS. Right. See, Back in the day, when I first started watching Who, which wasn't too fucking long ago, to be honest, um, I thought he stole it at the same time. Oh, no. That the war was going. Like, I thought he just took it at that time. <laughs> YOLO, bitches! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, maybe he was trying to help it, but I knew yeah. nothing. And, and I've just started now checking yeah. out classic Who and stuff. Yeah. But No, the, um, the time war didn't happen until the end of the 96 movie between the 96 movie and the 2005 uh uh return that's when the time war happened and that's when all of that stuff had happened um because russell t davies wanted to take the time lords out of it and make him really the last of the time lords and uh that became a setup for that so that's in the gap he had already had the tardis but that's when the time war happened all I know is I'm I the day of the doctor what it did do for me, and this is briefly because we got to get on to gaming news. Um, I definitely want to go back and watch a lot of the tenant episodes that I missed. I've seen a few, I've seen quite a few of them, but all out of sequence. Oh yeah, you know I've just seen some, you know, and some of them stand on their own because they're filler episodes. You know, not filler in a bad way, they just don't contribute to the main storyline. They're just they're their own little thing. Right. Um, but. I definitely want to go back and watch it. Like, yeah. I just, that man's got some swagger. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, you know? I, uh, as I told Adam, um, well, I think I may be in, earlier in this podcast. I don't even remember. We've talked about it a couple of times already. But it just, it made me realize just how much I missed Tenet. It, mm-hmm. it, it really kind of like, at watching him and just like watching it, I'm like, oh, oh man, I miss him. <laughs> so, all right. Well, now let's head on into gaming news. Uh, it is nearly common practice that when a new game comes to market there are offering um, and are offering online multiplayer, there is inherently going to be issues with it. And this is the same issue that befalls Battlefield 4. The multiplayer aspect was plagued with various critical issues since launch, including server instability, corrupt save data, XP loss, and complete crashes on certain occasions. Uh, as we head into the uh, Thanksgiving week, this was last week, by the way, uh, here in the U.S., it seems that DICE is going to be offering something many gamers will be thankful about, double XP. Uh, Starting November 28th through December 5th, so only a couple of days left, kiddies, uh, players will be able to earn double XP for every multiplayer match they complete. Dicehead Carl Magnus Throdenson said in a statement on Saturday, as well as a special weapons upgrade. Uh, Quote, 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 on December 5th, we will give all players that log into Battlefield 4 multiplayer an M1911 pistol scope, said... uh, he said, uh, this... delivered to your door. Yeah. <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, this special sidearm scope previously reserved for our de- dice developers who has three times zoom and is available for all classes in battlefield four. The game has experienced some turbulence since, uh, during the launch period, he admitted, uh, while some platforms have only had minor problems. Others have had more than their fair share of issues. Uh, resolving the launch issue is our number one priority. In fact, we uh, we are so serious that we have the entire team working on stability, stabilize um, to stabilize the game, and we will not move on to other projects until we are sure Battlefield 4 meets and exceeds your expectations. CVG is reporting that DICE will, um, said to fix the most common instability issues with a PS4 version of the game via a side server hotfix on Friday. A full update of the game title will be released at some point um, and we'll update the story when that information becomes available. But the same thing happened when you had, um, what do you call it? Uh, GTA Online. Yeah. You know, all, all of those multiplayer online multiplayers always have the same issues. Fucking look yeah. at uh, 
was it SimCity? <laughs> well, and like the problem is, and like major, like the SimCity stuff was crazy. But see, what people don't realize is that these games are not only pushing the boundaries of um of the, of the online of the online play, but a lot of them are implementing new technologies every fucking game, oh, yeah. like brand new code and brand new like, and and the nature of it is that. You can test and test and test and test in in a closed environment all you want, and you'll get a lot of problems fixed. But it's not until you get that shit out to the the masses that you start finding the real fucking problems. Because now you have thousands upon thousands of people playing the game at the same time doing different Very, shit. Yeah, various you things. Know? So I don't I don't really. What I get upset more about is not that there's a problem; it's when they don't fix it. Like, yeah. they don't address it. They don't talk to the community. Apple's notorious for this. And I know we bash Apple a lot. But when there's a problem with an Apple device, they like to not say anything about it. Yeah. And they take too long to fix it. You know, so it's like, that's not fair to everybody. Like, this right here, Battlefield 4, I mean, they're saying, hey, you know what? There was some fuck-ups. Let's throw you a little something, a double XP, and, and we're working on it. Yeah. You know, it's just communication. That's all you really need. Just tell your fan base that you're fucking trying to fix the problem. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But YOLO. YOLO. Anyway, speaking of weird fan bases, I guess. <laughs> um, gaming is known for a lot of things. It's all epic and shit. <laughs> and while many of these things are founded in truth, they can be blown a little out of proportion. We live in a society today that is very sensitive to everything as a whole, and sometimes a company gets called out for something silly. Blizzard has been leaking screenshots, videos, and information about their upcoming don't call it a MOBA title, Hero of the Storm, which is a MOBA, by the way. Um, Recently, I'm going to call it HOTS from now on. I'm (laughs) sure you can find out why. Um, Recently, HOTS game director Dustin Broder spoke about about the backlash for the game's sexualized female characters. In a recent interview with Rock Paper Shotgun, uh, Broder explains why the claims are a bit blown out of proportion. Well, I mean, some of the... Oh, wait. Damn, I didn't put the fucking quote mark. (laughs) Quote. Well, I mean, some of these characters, I would argue, are already hyper-sexualized in a sense, Broder said. said. I mean, Kirigan is wearing heels, right? That's a character from uh, StarCraft, I think. Um... We're not sending a message to anybody. We're just making characters who look cool. We're not running for president. We're not sending a message. No one should look to our games for that. Boom! I thought that was a <laughs> badass quote, dude. Um, while he ended the interview abruptly due to scheduling constraints, Broder apologized for the quick answer on the game's official site, adding, quote, On the stage at BlizzCon, I spoke about Heroes being a collaborative project. Um, shaped by the passion, love, and support of gamers like you. We're building this game together. We're listening, and your thoughts are valued. Um, Which doesn't mean they're going to change anything, because they know that it's the smallest minority that complains about that silly shit. Right. Um, Personally, I think the gaming landscape for women is much improved over what it was before. Uh, Laura Croft, for example, is a... is a female character that not only has gone through a serious transformation to modernize the character, but also does women justice. While sexuality in video games is never going to end, I don't think it's a bad thing from the jump. It's just human nature. No one complains about the six foot five covered in muscles male lead characters. <laughs> and you know what I always tell people too? Like over sexualized characters in video games will stop when whores don't exist. Right. Because I can go outside and there's overly sexualized people walking around. Oh, yeah. Like people who like wear – like women who wear fake everything, like fake eyelashes and tons of makeup and clothing that accentuates certain body parts and lifts things and tucks things and pulls things. But in a video game, it's not okay. Like get, get over it. I think yeah. it's just jealous fat bitches that complain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. That's fucked up. But true. <laughs> no, cause, I mean I've seen it like, you know, people that complain about the over-sexualized, yet they're the same people that let their, you know, twelve-year-olds go walking around and way over-sexualized little things. Oh, it looks cute. No, it's sexualized. You know. Well, let's keep it real. It's fan. A video game is fantasy. Yeah. Okay, that's why you have women who are physically fucking perfect, 
and then you also have men that are physically perfect or whatever perception of perfect there is for that week you know <laughs> but i mean I, I look at the male leads i mean the male leads like you'll have um nathan drake dashing looking cat you know stuff like that shirts gets ripped up you know stuff like that no one cares about that i don't care about that that doesn't offend me you know whatever he's he's a good looking cat kicking some ass get it done you know what i mean also doesn't offend me when some city's flying around now i think the perfect poster child of over sexualized video games is uh dead or alive volleyball And and that game it always goes back to DOA volleyball. Yes, and when I when I look at that game, it's stupid because they they're just doing it. Yeah, because they know it, people will buy it for it's, that. It's blatant, and like yeah, I remember so, seeing that just like going, "Oh my god, you're kidding me!" Yeah, so I played the game. It's not even that fun, mm. and the titties <laughs> are too much. It's too much. The physics there, there was a whole like physics engine for the titties. It was crazy. <laughs> like, and they're like triple z's like ain't no one trying to get get with that shit but uh you know oh man all right (laughs) now on that note i think it's time we move into some comic news uh one of the new uh new highly anticipated comics to debut in 2014 was marvel comics's new ongoing series inhuman which was to pick up after the recently concluded Infinity series. Uh, the comic was originally slated to hit stores on January, and the second issue coming up following up in February. However, it seems things have changed. Originally reported by Bleeding Cool and confirmed by CBR, it seems that Marvel has postponed the arrival of the first issue until April and May, respectively. According to the reports, it seems that Marvel has canceled all um, orders for both issues number one and two, and will be resolicited in the preview catalogs for uh, February and March. Uh, Inhuman from the high-profile creative team of Matt Fraction and Joe Midiera has been promoted to as an ongoing series that will deal directly with the new Inhuman status quo. Thousands of latent hum- Inhumans seeing their powers suddenly activated as a result of the Terrigan bomb explosion depicted in the free, um, freshly wrapped Marvel event series Infinity. Um, Oh, dang it. My computer just turned off on me. Uh, How are you you still talking to me? uh, I'm using the PC. So, hold on. Let me pull it up on the motherfucker. Why did your computer just turn off? Uh, I I had it on battery, and it said I had like an hour left, and then all of a sudden it just went... Your battery's getting old. Yeah, fucker. Uh, Hold on. You should have scooped on that fucking... uh, that HP, um, they have this HP split. Mm-hmm. It's so badass. You were selling it for, um, it's a really good computer. I think it has an i5 in it. And it's one of those ones where it can detach from the fucking uh, keyboard and it's a tablet. Ooh, that shit oh. was dope. We sold the shit out of it too. How much was it? I think it was like six bills, dude. Oh, wow. But that's pretty cheap for that kind of computer. That's true. All right, I guess I have to restart that story. Bendejo. God damn it. All right. Okay, starting over. Oh, All right, going into comic book news. One of the newly highly anticipated comic books to debut in 2014 was Marvel's comic new ongoing series Inhuman, which would pick up after the recently concluded series Infinity. The comic was originally slated to hit stores on January um, with the second issue to follow up in February. However, it seems that things have changed. Originally reported by Bleeding Cool and confirmed by CBR, it seems that Marvel has postponed the arrival of the first issue until April and May, respectively. According to reports, it seems that Marvel has canceled all um, orders for both issue number one and two and will be resolicited in the preview catalogs for February and March. Inhuman of the, from the high-profile creative team of Matt Fraction and Joe Madeira uh, has been promoted as a new ongoing series directly um, dealing directly with the new inhumanity status quo. Thousands of latent hum- inhumans seeing their powers activated as a result of, um, of the Terrigan bomb explosion depicted in the freshly wrapped Marvel series Infinity. Comic was originally announced back in July and was one of the bases that that Fraction left the highly successful Fantastic Four and FF Comics. Uh, Inhumanity One-Shot, which which was written by Fraction and artwork by um, Oliver 
Koipel is still slated to hit retailers this Wednesday, December 4th. No official reason was given for the delay, as Marvel is closed for the Thanksgiving weekend. Although it is curious to see um, that they would delay this comic until late spring, which means there could be something up with another event that Marvel has usually has coming out at that time. We'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. I don't know anything about the Inhumans. Honestly, I never followed it. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole Infinity thing. Um, I haven't really been following it much lately. I figure I'll just get the trade when it comes out. And um, But I know it's supposed to have this whole big thing to do with um, the whole, um, uh, was it the Thanos and the Gauntlet and all that stuff. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm, I might check out that trade, too, because I've heard good things. No, you haven't. <laughs> no, I really haven't. I really haven't. Not even a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Like, damn. All right. So, I think it's... Oh, this article is from uh, Comic Vine, because, uh, like usual, <laughs> I got my comic story last second. Um I think it's safe to say that pretty much everyone has heard rumors about the next Avengers movie. For some time, it's been thrown about that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver would be appearing in both Avengers Age of Ultron, as well as X-Men Days of Future Past, uh, which with different actors due to the different studios involved. Um, there's also been quite a bit of buzz as to who would be playing them. Today, it's been officially confirmed. So I've already... This might sound similar to a story that I did... Um, if anyone's paying attention, uh, a few, like, I think a month or two ago, but I was just saying that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were going to be in the movie in Avengers, but I didn't really say who was doing it. So Elizabeth Olsen has been cast as Scarlet Witch, and Aaron Taylor Johnson will play her brother, uh, Quicksilver. The two actors are no no strangers to each other, as both will be appearing in the 2014 Godzilla movie. Godzilla! Due in May. I forgot about that movie coming out. This could be dope. A new Godzilla movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Taylor Johnson is also known for playing Kick-Ass in both movies. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember his name. Who is this fucking asshole? I know who the chick (laughs) is. I know who the chick is, of course. But um, what should be interesting is how they will be introduced with all things mutants taking what with all things mutants taking place in the fox movies okay uh marvel studios will have to come up with another solution explaining how the two siblings gain their power uh powers it could just go unsaid and maybe they'll be two more agents under shields observation and training it can't go unsaid because there's so much fucking hype over these two damn characters Especially yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, the problem is is because they're both in Avengers and in X-Men, there's certain legalities that you can't Yeah, they can't have the same story and No you can't have no, they can't they can't mention Magneto or anything that they're the offspring of Magneto and then at the same time like the mutants can't say anything about them being as part of like the Avengers or anything related to that. Yeah, so it's going to – basically in both movies, there's going to be glaring holes in their backstory. Right. So, and you're going to just have to deal with it because there's nothing they can do about it. I'm sure I'm sure if they could, they would. You know what I mean? But there's always got to be red tape in the fucking way. Yeah. Bitches. Uh, all right. In uh... – <laughs> In uh, tech news, this one I thought was kind of funny for a slow news week. Uh, one of the things that always strikes me as odd is when someone within a company thinks they're being funny, but they come off as being weird. You know, like that guy that at work that says funny stuff that makes you think he's cool for a second and then gives you a weird, really weird vibe that reminds you to stay away from that person? Uh, yeah. Yahoo SVP of communication products Jeff uh, Bonfort and CIO Randy Mul. Roll, roll Millat? Okay. Uh, we're trying to convince their employees that their overhaul of Yahoo email wasn't as bad as the public has been saying. Uh, we will be honest. We were one of those people that think Yahoo has to go. They are right up there with BlackBerry that needs to call it a day and close up shop. However, they think they're still relevant. Even when only 25% of their staff have left their former corporate email of Outlook to their own email. 
the company, uh, the email has gone viral, and no one from Yahoo was actually commenting on the email, which was cited by telling employees that Windows 95 called and they want their email and they want their mail app back. <laughs> um, <laughs> while this was coming up, um, this uh, why this is coming up is because earlier this, earlier this year, Yahoo asked their employees to switch over to Yahoo email for their own corporate email. Only a quarter of the staff actually changed. While they seem to try and make light of the situation, you can see that it is a weak attempt by Yahoo to remind their employees that the company is still relevant and can be useless. I mean, uh, useful. Uh, (laughs) We have the email here. Um, I think I'll just read a little snippet of it because it's actually rather kind of long-winded. Hello, Yahoo's. Earlier this year, we asked you to move to Yahoo email, um, Yahoo Mail for your corporate email account. 25% of you made the switch. Thank you. But even if um, even if we use the most generous of grading curves, say one from organic chemistry, uh, we have clearly failed in our goal to move our coworkers to Yahoo Mail. By the time um, it's time for the remaining 75% to make the switch beyond the practical benefits of giving feedback to your colleagues on the email team as a company it's it's a matter of principle that um, to use the product we make by the way name for search by the way same for search <laughs> i guess they're using google i bet <laughs> instead of yeah but yahoo <laughs> yahoo uses bing doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah so um, it's like so you can use my you can use Microsoft, yeah. So you can use the Yahoo search engine, which uses the Microsoft search engine, but you can't use the Microsoft email? Right. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Make <laughs> sure I'm up to speed. For some reading this email, you're saying, Jeff, shut up. You had me at hello, hug. Uh, jump over to yo slash dog food, click court mail slash cal slash messenger, and you're ready to join our brave new world at yo slash court mail. He gives all the links for that. Uh, for others, you might not, might be running in your head to you might now be running in your head to a well-worn path to justify resistance, phoning up the old gang, circling the hippocampian wagons of aim. Wow. All right. Maybe this is why they don't do so well. Yeah. <laughs> silly shit. Oh you obviously God. don't have any fucking work to do. I know. Jesus. Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to stop there. I think it's proven its point. Um, if you want to read more about this, go over to LazyGeeks.com where, and uh, look for the Yahoo email, and you'll be able to see the whole story there. And uh, read the whole email, provided beautifully by actual All Things D. You know, if your own employees are not using the email, it's probably because the email sucks. Right. Just, just saying. <laughs> and and I, I actually use them. I use Outlook. I think it's dope now. Yeah, like, I mean, Outlook is pretty good. I mean, we even have the um, the Lazy Geeks email going through Outlook. Yeah, I think it's dope. Yeah. I think their spam filter is awesome. That's Yahoo's fucking problem. Oh, is God, it, yeah. Talking about 25, 75%. 25% of your email on Yahoo is good email. 75% is spam. <laughs> hate Yahoo. I'm sure this next person hates Yahoo too. I'm so I'm so fishing for segues all the time. Um, if you're a gamer and you don't know who Kareen uh, Kareen Yu is, I guarantee you're familiar with her work. Just pulling a few lines from her LinkedIn profile should sharpen some minds. Uh, she is coding or coded at big and seminal companies like Microsoft, Apple, Sony, Intel, IBM, 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 IBM. <laughs> Apogee, 3D Realms, Learning Company, Sierra Oakhurst as studio-wide director of technology and lead programmer. She is founding. She is a founding member of Microsoft's first graphics advisory board. She programmed Borderlands and Brother in Arms for Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. She is one of the ten most influential people in gaming in the last decade. She is. That's from, uh, I think Kotaku said that. I should have probably put who said that. Um, do, 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 do. She is one of the ten most... Oh, I, I wrote that twice. She is in, <laughs> I was really tired when I wrote this one. She is, she is an experienced studio-wide director of technology for... Yeah, I said that too. For <laughs> Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. 
recently here now we're on to the the bread and butter of the article recently she coded for 343 industries on halo 4 you worked on programming lighting facial animation and even developed new dynamic radiosity algorithms for lighting technologies basically what i'm trying to say here is she's gaming royalty that's real talk like she's 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 the reason some shit is cool (laughs) you don't even notice um my personal silliness aside, you is a hot commodity in the coding world, and from the looks of her LinkedIn profile, she's moved on to Sony, or Naughty Dog to be specific. Uh, her profile currently lists her position as graphics coding on PS4, and while no details past that have been shared, it's a safe bet to assume she's working on Naughty Dog's current project, Uncharted 4. While some gamers have mixed feelings about you based on how they liked Halo 4, keep in mind you develop parts of the game that are perfectly fine. Graphically, Halo 4 is amazing, and while some feel the gameplay fell off a bit based on past entries in the franchise, it was a solid title. There. Because <laughs> well, I noticed in the comments of a lot of articles about, about her switching to Naughty Dog, like, oh, there goes the Uncharted series. She had nothing to do with the game mechanics. Yeah. She coded the graphics. And I'm sorry, but Halo 4 was gorgeous. So, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Um, I just wrote that article because, one, she's switching to a completely different company. And then also a lot of people don't know who she is. I was the only one who knew who she was at my my job. And those motherfuckers act like they're hot shit. So, I'm oh. shit. Everybody <laughs> sucks. All right. Uh, as we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. So this one here is kind of a douchebag, but at the same time kind of cool because the guy stood up for principle. Um, after being uh, after being fired for refusing to open his restaurant on Thanksgiving, a Pizza Hut manager has gotten his job back. Tony Rohr, who worked his way up from cook to general manager at the company, was told it was mandatory that he keep his Elkland, Indiana store open on the holiday. I decided that I wasn't going to agree with it, Rohr said. He goes, all these people um, the whole year have been told that they were going to have the day off. Luckily for him, Pizza Hut stepped in and strongly recommended that the local franchise hire him back, saying that the company respects, quote, an employee's right to not work on a holiday. Pizza Hut says the issue is uh, in the statement on a Thursday morning as follow up to the situation in Elkhart, Indiana. We strongly recommend that the situation involving our independent franchisee and the local store manager could and should have been avoided. We fully respect an employee's right to not work on a holiday, which is why the vast majority of Pizza Huts in America are closed on Thanksgiving. As a result, we strongly recommend that the local franchisee reinstate the store manager and they have agreed. We look forward to welcoming back Tony, um, welcoming Tony back to the team. Uh, Roars has been <laughs> ha, um, said that this is his tenth year with the company, and this is the first time any local um, location had asked him to work on Thanksgiving. Many spots are opening in the effort to squeeze out extra sales for the holiday shoppers. "Quote: They just said it was a competitive decision that um, everyone was open, so uh, we will be too." In quote, or Rory added, I said, I can't. Um, why can't we be the company that stands up and says we care about our employees and let them have the day off? Yes, that's for all of you uh, businesses that open on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, mm-hmm. Rory said earlier that he has no regrets about pushing back. No, not at all. He said, I'm glad I did it. And uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, you know, given that this was, uh, you know, Black Friday and, you know, we both. You know, we work retail and stuff like that. And I always have always thought it sucked that stores open up on Thanksgiving Day, completely telling everybody to, yeah, fuck you and your dinner with your family. Our bottom line is more important. So it's cool that this guy stood back, douchebag that the guy says they even though that even Pizza Hut says that a majority of their Pizza Huts are closed on Thanksgiving Day. It's and it's douchebag for that. Their district manager said, no, no, you got to be open. Fuck you. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it's Pizza Hut. It's not yeah. really. Yeah. I don't know one person. You have enough Chinese food places that are open on every holiday. You don't need to have a Pizza that's, Hut. That's really the beauty of America, you know, yeah. is that we have so many cultures here that there's always going to be something open. Yeah. 
Yeah, like even <laughs> in Christmas, there's something open. Yeah, you know, because they don't give a fuck about Christmas. Hmm. You know, diversity, people. That's what it's about. <laughs> All right, so we're running a little over on time. So you want to hit up your uh, your comment? Okay. <laughs> um, Lizentric, Liz- 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 LZ-centric. Uh oh. Um, on my Matt Smith's Thirteenth Doctor article. You scared me there for a brief moment. I thought for a second that someone got all of the regeneration <laughs> process wrong in Doctor Who and that they had a miscount. Phew. So <laughs> happy there wasn't any. I don't know if he's making fun of me or not. <laughs> Just saying. <No. laughs> um, yeah, it's there's a lot of math. Yeah, you no, know, it can get it can get kind of confusing. Yeah, it can get a little crazy, especially when you're dealing with Doctor Who. You're yeah. dealing with 50 years of you know of lore. That's a lot to a lot to kind of break in. And that would be Star Trek now if they continued on with you know everything. In oh the yeah. Past. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we head out, we want to remind you to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including Lazy Ring of Death and our brand new monthly podcast, A Geek in the Life. If you have any questions for us on the podcast, just email us at podcast at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, be sure to let us know which podcast you're referring to also. Uh, like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Plus plus.google.com slash plus the lazy geeks uh, follow us on twitter at the lazy geeks you can follow me at tlg steven vargas or you can follow adam over there at tlg adam riley we are also on instagram the lazy geeks uh lazy geeks team is provided by the talented kevin mcleod so be sure to leave a comment because if you do we just may read it on the podcast remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until next time a peace out <laughs>